This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Got mail. Hello and welcome to Go Touch Grass. grass. I'm like I forgot that unison <laughs> one. <laughs> go touch grass. Uh, go touch grass. Search history. Okay, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And go touch grass. Search history. This, the one that you're listening to right now, is free. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be our Patreon exclusive exclusive segment. Where we go back in time mm-hmm. for a trending topic, something something that dominated the discourse of of your mm-hmm. of yesteryear, mm-hmm. and um, if you you know if you're listening to this now and then and, and you get to the end of it and you like it, which we think you will, you'll like it. Yeah, we you'll think like you're it. gonna like it. Yeah, you can subscribe to our Patreon, and at the five dollar level, you'll get one of these a month, mm-hmm. and at the ten dollar level, not only will you get two of these a month. Mm-hmm. You'll have the opportunity to discourse, to dialogue with Millie and mm-hmm. I on choosing the search history topics yes. that we're going to cover. So I think that's worth $10 a month to me. I also feel like, look, me and Elise have been working so hard on this podcast. Oh my God, you guys. So much labor. We're, we're putting up lights. We're editing. We're doing that. And... We're self-funding, and guess what? We ain't got no funds. Right? So <laughs> I've downloaded CapCut. Okay? Oh, my gosh. I'm on InShot Pro. I'm on Final Cut Pro, the trial version. We have a Canva team. Yes. Yes. The, the, we're, we're out here. We're creating assets. We're doing content. So if nothing else, even if you hate this, but you <laughs> want give us, us $10. Just give us $10 a month. <laughs> just give us $10 a month. Out of respect for work, for, for working women. Mm-hmm. For working women. Okay. Mm-hmm. With that, I feel like we can get into this first topic. Yeah. Which I, I did the research for I'm this completely week. blind. I'm like a baby was born. Well, I'm not. Okay. I, I'm like a seven-year-old. Yeah. Where like I know kind of what it was still. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> okay. No, I'm a 13-year-old. Because I was like, I'm a baby. I'm fresh born. But like, I have heard things. I've watched some TikToks. Yeah. But I don't know where you're taking us. Yeah. You don't know the full context. Yes. Of this story. Which is, of course, the story of West Elm Caleb. Mm-hmm. We feel like we felt like when we were coming up with the search history idea, mm-hmm. this was the first topic that came to us that we were like, I mean, obviously we're gonna have to investigate this. Yes. And we're gonna have to figure out what exactly happened here. Exactly. So you, the listener, probably have heard of West Elm Caleb. This was a extremely trending topic for like two weeks. Oh god. Maybe two, start to finish. Weeks, yeah. Which I think is like the length of a trending topic these days, a super viral one. Yeah, like girl dinner, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it takes like a couple of days to fully bubble up into its full virality. Yeah. And then it reaches a peak, starts to spiral, and then it fizzles out, I would say, over the course of two weeks, typically. Mm-hmm. One of these. Yeah, like the lifespan, like kind of like how a fly is born and dies within like four days or something. It is. It is. I can look that up. But you know, that's this is not a fly podcast. Yeah, we're not we're not looking up stuff about or flies. Or like a caterpillar maybe. 
No, but caterpillars live long. Well, whatever. You get listen, it. Listen, we're not... What is it called when you look into bugs? They're the type of scientist that's a bug one. Again, this isn't what, no, we're, this this is not is what not, the podcast no, no, is no, about. No, 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 no. Table we're, that. We're like bug scientists for internet. For, we're bug scientists for internet. Yeah. And with that... Yeah. I'm going to put right. that on my fucking LinkedIn. And listen, all the people who fired me, like all those day jobs that I had that I got fired from, I know they check on my LinkedIn to see how I'm doing. And they're going to see like, wow, Millie's a bug scientist Millie's, for internet. Mills, Millie's bug scientist for internet. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> All right. So West Elm Caleb, mm-hmm. let's get to the topic at hand. This story begins. It's the beginning of its cycle is January 11th, 2022, when a TikToker. Wow. Mm-hmm, Omicron. Omicron. We're in the middle of Omicron. Are we? I don't even know. Yeah, because Omicron we... was end of 2021, beginning of 2022. So we're in the we're in peak Omicron times. A TikTok user with username Meme Shoe. So it's M E E M E E M S H O U. Posts a six second TikTok about herself being ghosted. And now I'm gonna have to do something which is gonna happen a lot on this podcast where I describe a TikTok. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Trigger warning. And definitely follow us at Go Touch Grass mm-hmm. Pod on mm-hmm. all our socials where we'll post the actual like videos. Mm-hmm. But for now, for this audio version, I'm going to describe a TikTok. The TikTok is user meme shoe with the text, him, great first date. I like you. There's music playing behind it. And she, and then it says her, second date. And then it's that song that goes, you'll never see me again. Wow. So it's about herself being ghosted um and the implication is that they had sex i don't know necessarily there it's not it's really it is a six second tiktok so there's not a huge amount of room for any implication almost divine not yet (laughs) almost divine so it's really just like you go on a date and he he Mm -hmm. says i liked Mm -hmm. you and then you never talk to him again and this is the caption this one's dedicated to Caleb. No hard feelings, though. You were too tall. Which is interesting. It's an interesting reversal. On the on the discourse. Yeah, too. on the discourse. Because I, I, yeah. She's looking for a short king. Not You You, you don't usually hear too, too tall. Too tall, I get it. Like, too tall. There is, I, there I is mean. There is too tall. There is too tall. But no one talks about that. No one talks about that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I talk to guys. I've, I've been, I've been recently encountering a lot of duds. And, yeah. you know, these guys are like, mm, I'm six foot or like, I'm six one. Do you like tall guys? Like, how do you feel about tall guys? Or this one guy's like, I'm five eight. And I'm like, I'm not really like. That's not my thing. It's like, I don't know. It's cool. I get like, are you going to text me back? <laughs> like, that was like, I don't care. Like, okay, cool. You're tall or like, okay, whatever. You're five eight. Like. Are you what nice? Is, yeah, are you nice? <laughs> How do you feel about your mother? Have you interacted right. with a therapist? Right. What that would your like, ex say about you? What would your ex say about you? That's what I'm trying... This guy was like, do you like tall guys? Is that a physical... And I'm like, honestly, give me a, a five six guy who has a therapist mm. and we'll f- I, I can make something and work. And is listening to that therapist. And is listening. Oh, has a good therapist. Because yeah. sometimes like, my therapist said it was okay if I ghosted you. Like, Shut up! My therapist says you don't know anybody anything. Um, okay, so she posts this. The hashtags are also hashtag hinge, hashtag based on a true story, hashtag NYC, hashtag bi, hashtag single, hashtag dating, hashtag girls, hashtag FYP, hashtag she relatable. She wanted people to say it. 
Yes. And also, okay, so this user, she currently has 304,000 followers, but I don't know if that's like on the back of being the nexus of West Elm Caleb or if that was predated it. Though my guess would be she probably had a good amount of followers when this happened and then being the West Elm Caleb originator probably boosted that up by like a lot, a lot. Hashtag NYC, hashtag hinge, hashtag dating. Like you want, and you want again, more than three hashtags. Like that's kind of the unofficial rule too of like yeah. a social media manager is like more than three hashtags, I guess is a little like desperate, but like also like you want people to see it, which is fine. I also feel like because caption and maybe I'm reading this wrong, but I feel like on TikTok, you don't really see the hashtags in the same way because you don't really see the caption. Mm. So I think people go a little like wild, wild on the cap with the hashtags on TikTok. I'm sure there's a cool factor to not using that many, but I feel like there's less of a stigma, stigma around a hashtag on TikTok because you don't see it. But also, but it's all just to say that you want people to see it. Yeah, this wasn't posted to a private account. And my guess would be that this, person had a decent amount of followers by the time that this was posted okay um okay either way she is crushing it now because her most recent pinned video has seven million views wow. so, <laughs> so she's, whatever happened not doing not great quite the skibbity toilet but no not quite skibbity toilet um which if you want to know what that is you got to sign up for the patreon you got to sign up for the patreon <laughs> you got to sign up for the patreon but anyway so okay she posts this mm-hmm. and then it does start getting seen by strangers and multiple other women reply, West Elm Caleb. And these people are all strangers to each other, supposedly. And, well, they are all strangers to each other. And people start to realize that a decent amount of these women have all dated the same guy mm-hmm. named Caleb from Hinge. So between all of them, this picture begins to emerge of this 25-year-old man whose full name is out there, but I'm actually going to spare West Elm Caleb. Yeah, I mean... We don't need to... Rehash that, yeah. You can find it if you want. Caleb. Caleb. Uh, He's 25. He's a furniture designer at West Elm, which is just interesting to me because I remember when I first heard it, I just assumed it was a guy who worked at West Elm. I know he worked at West Elm, like... But it wasn't sure, yeah, if he was retail or I thought whatever, he was, yeah. like, working in a West Elm store. But it no. turns out he's a furniture designer yeah. for West Elm. He is tall, and he has a mustache. Got him. Got him. So, that within, like, a day or two, hashtag West Elm Caleb has 30 million views on TikTok. The drama has made it to Twitter. It's now also in, like, print media, like, yeah. tabloids. Daily and, Mail, like, of yeah, course. Yeah, like, it, it, it has... Fully like taken over and become discourse in the rest of the world mm-hmm. outside of TikTok. This man is basically being doxxed. People are posting his face, his full name, screenshots of his hinge profile. Um, one woman in a video that was deleted, but I kept seeing referenced, posted about what it was like to date him in high school. Oh god. <laughs> now we're reaching. I feel like the, my way into this, at least, was not. That girl, not the not the original. What what do you call it? The patient zero. Yeah, the OP. Not, the OP. The OG. Not patient zero, but like the second or third person who posted about 
story time about Caleb, about how he, he slept over, they whatever, and then she found out that he was on a date with someone else like that same day or something. That is probably this other TikToker, Kate Glavin. Yes, I think that was the one. Okay, that I- so... Yes, she is also one of the people who supposedly dated or did date with Stone Caleb and like helped to elevate elevate the story too. Um, A dating app called Keepler put up a billboard in New York, basically mocking him. It said like red flags, six foot four, mustache, furniture designer. Yeah. So it's like it's getting crazy. Six four is tall. That is tall. That's tall. Um, so these, okay, I'm going to go through the list of, like, West Elm Caleb's crimes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, you know, we'll check in. Yeah. So the number one crime is ghosting. Okay. Texting or meeting up at least once and then disappearing, never saying anything again. Okay. Um, he did allegedly send at least one person an unsolicited nude. Uh, this next one's funny. He recycled a Spotify playlist that he told multiple women he made just for them. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) It was just funny. (laughs) I mean, listen, the fuckboy recipes, they've just evolved. It is, I know, it is funny. I was like, Can you see how many people are following a Spotify? No, I'm sorry. I want to hear the crowd. I don't even, I don't know, but that's a really good question. But, I mean, anyway, it got found out. Love bombing, generally, like, showing a bunch of interest and then pulling back with the ghost. Uh, One person said he, I guess, like, he lied about how much he was on Hinge because one person, he was like, this is my first Hinge date ever. Um, And then the other one is just going on dates with lots of women in a rapid succession. So, like, one person was like, I was with him on Friday night. And then another one was like, I was with him on Saturday morning. So, like, (sighs) yeah. So, yeah, we'll check in now. How do we feel about West Elm Caleb's crimes? (laughs) Yeah, so for me, I feel like this is the classic case of, well, the unsolicited nude is not cool. Yeah. But ghosting, okay, I'm going to say, so it's different like degrees, right? First degree, second degree, whatever. First degree being the worst, third degree, whatever. So I feel like, after you've gone, to me, there's a level of intimacy that that out of respect for the other person, if you respect someone, you won't go. St- I, I yeah. don't know. Right. Like, like. And to me, it's like, OK, if you went on a date and if you went on a first date and it wasn't really it, but like you guys didn't even kiss or anything like. I don't know, like it's nice to send. The nice, respectful thing is to send, like, a, hey, this isn't working out. But I don't know. I mean, I went on a date with this guy. I didn't really feel it. He never hit me up. I never hit him up. If he hit me up, I would have been like, hey, whatever. But it just fizzled out, and I feel like that's just kind of given. If we had sex, or if you have sex with someone, and they don't text you back, or they don't fall, like... That is first degree. Like, that's bad. Yeah. I don't like that. So so that right there, ghosting, whatever. Unsolicited news, that's a first degree crime. Yeah. Um, I feel like rapid succession, Um, I just feel like that's one of those things where it's like, there's technically nothing wrong with that, but there's also nothing right with that. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like so, so some of these things, I'm like, I mean, he seems like kind of a douche. Yeah. Who's like... Uh, probably derive some kind of weird 
value from dating a lot of women. He slept with some of these women. He didn't like some of them. He sleeps with some of them. He doesn't. So I feel like the ghosting like ranges Mm because some people it seems like they went on a date and he ghosted. But then other there's at least a couple who were like, no, we slept together. So that it's it is absolutely more fucked up to ghost someone if you sleep with them. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And and love bombing is crazy, too. Like, that's like a sorry. Yeah, it doesn't paint a picture of, like, a great dude. It no. paints a picture... Uh, the Recycling a Spotify playlist is really That's That's funny. a first degree. That's, like... Or second degree. Yeah. That's, like, loser behavior in a way of, like... It, it, that's almost funny to me. Because I'm like, you're going out of your way to do something that, like... You literally don't have to, have do, that. to do that. You don't... you don't have to send anybody a Spotify playlist. No, no one... No one is going on one date and expecting to receive a custom Spotify playlist. So it's really... I would... I, I feel like maybe I've made a Spotify playlist for people I've seen or something. But it's more like, here are the bands I'm listening to, like, whatever that we that I've talked to about. Yeah. Like, not like, I'm going to make you a custom thing that's going to yeah. whatever. Or like, or like, hey, I have this playlist. You should listen to it. Not like, I made you this specifically. But again, like... I think as, you know, I've dated, I think personally, you know, now I'm getting like to the psychoanalyzing, whatever, but I just feel like, you know, again, it's not a great guy, but it's also like some people, it's just sad when people's hobbies are other people. Like this guy, I'm like, how do you have time to spend with your friends? How do you have time to like get a hobby? Like you are like, you are constantly dating. Yeah. Like, you're not, like, creating anything substantial with anyone. Like, I don't... I, like, I've known people like people that. People are like this. I've known men and women like this that yes. are, like, they are obsessed with going out on dates and yes. dating and blah, 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 blah. And it's it's a weird addiction, I feel like. Yeah, no, it is an addiction. It's, like, to me, it's, like, in a hobby that people have. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like, this... You know what I mean? Like, you're experiencing life through other people... And the thing is, when you crochet a lot or when you game or when you do whatever, like, there's no human collateral to that hobby. But when you make dating your hobby, there's always human collateral. Right, because you're you're actually dating for a different reason than most of the people you're meeting up with yeah. are dating, unless you meet another person who's like a serial dater in the same way. Like... The people you're meeting up with are doing it to hopefully find a connection that could last long term and become a romantic partnership to some degree. Some, to some degree. Maybe they're not like, maybe they're not wanting to get married or whatever. Yeah. Like, but there are people who are like, I'm just looking to see where it goes. Like, even these guys who, that's also like this crazy thing about like being on dating apps is like, even guys who are like, I'm not ready for marriage. I don't want anything. Like, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm looking for something consistent. They yeah. all want something consistent, and they all want some, whatever. It's not like I'm just trying to fucking be with as many people as possible, you know? Yeah, when and when you're someone who's one of these people who, like, hobby dates, it's not really about creating a connection beyond that date at all. It's yeah. just about going on the date. It's the just one like date. a calendar filler. Yeah, so I feel like that's why there's this collateral is because most people are looking to see if there will be a second date or a third date. And these people are literally not trying to have a second or third date. They're just trying to go on first dates and see where these first dates go. So, I mean, 
He seems like a dick. I mean, sending an unsolicited nude is the worst thing he did, for sure. Yeah. Of his yeah. crimes. Yeah. Um, the other like, stuff just... Ghosting is, like, annoying, but... Ghosting yeah. is annoying. I just am, like, unsolicited nude is kind of, like, a different... Yeah, it's like harassment. Like, yeah. yeah. So, it's, like, a different degree. But otherwise, he seems to me, like, a douchey 25-year-old who's tall and has a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> a white, tall guy is always good. You know what I mean? With, like, like a semi-cool career that he'd yeah. be like, yeah, I'm a furniture designer for West yeah. Elm. It's like, I I can picture him very clearly, but he's not, like, evil. <laughs> no, he's, you know, he's a dasshole. Yeah. So what does Caleb do at this point? Basically, Caleb scrubs himself off of the internet, and then this Kate Glavin woman who had posted about him does say that he texted her to tell her he was very upset <laughs> so okay you know he whatever he scrubs the internet another thing that i thought was interesting just to note is that this might not actually be as big of a coincidence as it seems because i feel like the reason that this blew up was the idea of like all these women randomly finding each other because of the of the tiktok and the power of the internet and it like kind of that gave it steam was this like novelty of the story about like all these girls being able to find out about this guy online. But actually because of how the TikTok algorithm works, they might've all been being fed to each other because they were all connected via being in Caleb's phone. Well, which is kind of, I was like, when I read that, I was like, that's kind of wild because TikTok, depending on if he gave who, who gives their information, it's like TikTok can be like, Oh, this guy has all of these girls' numbers. Let's start showing her videos that let like and all these girls are connected through this phone and they're all liking this video, so let's show it to her. So it's like TikTok actually might have the way the algorithm works have fed getting this to the right channels. Too. Also, also just in just even a more broader thing that all social media does is like when you sign up, you make a profile like Millie Tamara's. 30, you know, 34, yeah. like, lives in Brooklyn. I like this, that, whatever. Like, and it makes my type. And I'm going to get served certain kinds of ads and a certain kind of algorithm. And if this guy's dating people, like, I'm just like, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a type. And his type was also on a similar TikTok algorithm. Or even geographically, if he only dated girls that lived in this specific neighborhood, they're all getting served the same hyper-local things, too. Like... Totally. There's like all these ways that they could have I discovered. Mean, yeah, it's like <laughs> not to get, put our tinfoil hats on or whatever, but like TikTok knows every fucking thing that you're doing and it knows who's in your phone and where you're going and yeah. who you're connected to, yeah. and what you like, and if you have hinge yeah. and all of this stuff. And so it'll like, I think that one of the big things that like made this such a huge story was this feeling that it was like, this coincidence of fate where actually it really oh, probably is not. I think one of the most disturbing things for me was that there was a woman in Las Vegas who was like, had watched all the Weston Caleb things. And he's like, ladies, be careful. Like blah, blah, blah. I'm out the, on the outside, but I find this drama juicy. And then I feel like it denotated a shift of like, when you make something for your community and for people who follow you versus like making it discoverable to everybody. 
Yeah. And, and that's like the shift that's happening on TikTok. Exactly. Because it's it's kind of this weird thing of like, especially on TikTok, you can go, like you're almost making content for strangers and yeah. people may follow you or yeah. whatever and then they'll get served your content more easily. But it's, the idea behind TikTok really isn't as much like you're posting things for your friends and people you know, which no. is like the social media of that kind of like millennials grew up yeah. with, which is like Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter. It's like, you understand that you could build a huge following of people you don't know. But the idea is that the people who are seeing your content are people who follow you or know you. Or people who'd be very upset by yeah, your or, content. Yeah, or who would maybe want yeah. to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> like those two ends of spectrum. It's like people who actually follow you and whatever, or people who want to kill you. But still, you're like, we've all kind of come to, uh, like an understanding that those are the people, not like a random girl that lives in our neighborhood. Yeah, because TikTok, the For You page, it's like you can get served anything. You don't have to be following that person. You don't have to know shit about that person. It's just TikTok being like, maybe you'll like this. I don't know. Especially the earlier you have it, like it'll just throw stuff at you and be like, do you like dancing? Here's a dancing girl. Yeah. You like ASMR? Here's well, this. There's some videos too. Like, okay, there's some videos that I'm seeing that are served to me. That it's like, oh, yeah, like, this woman is making, like, pernil, which mm -hmm. is, like, I've been watching a lot of videos on that. And, like, oh, she has, like, 5,000 likes. Like, okay. But there are some things about, like, I'm going to the pool with my friends, and it doesn't have any likes. And I'm getting served. And these Every people in the in middle. I'll get that, too. And, and I'm, I'm like, like what I the Why TikTok thought I, I wanted this. this? And I'm like, also, like, it feels like I'm violating, you know, versus, like, Somebody who has like 10,000 likes or whatever versus this person who went to the movies or something. I don't know. And I think that that's where, especially with TikTok, people get in a lot of trouble because TikTok is also so all over the place. Even like when you use it, it's like your video could get 100 views or it could just randomly go viral and get a million. And mm -hmm. so you never actually know how big of an audience you're talking to. And I feel like a lot of people... Some, there's a segment of people who get in trouble on TikTok just because they were thought kind of, they're used to posting to just their friends and people who know them. And then for whatever reason, it gets into the FYP ecosystem and a bunch of people who don't know them and don't know what the hell they're talking about or who they are or whatever, see it and it just gets. And I'm sure the original girl like wanted, like wanted probably a, a, a bunch of other girls in New York City being like, Maybe not that's West Elm, Caleb, but like, ah, uh, dude, guys suck. Or like this, this is, a, that just fucking sucks to get ghosted yeah. like that after a first date. And you just look, you look online to commiserate because, because just the nature of what we are in society is like our community is online and you go there for comfort sometimes. Yeah. No, I don't think somebody, and I don't think she wanted somebody. No. She didn't want the Daily Mail to cover it. She didn't want an, like this woman in Las Vegas or people in Australia to no. know that, she, you know? I don't think that, because even saying just the name Caleb, like again, it's like dating in New York City. Like there are so many Caleb's in New York City. Yeah. She didn't say anything about Wells Elm. I don't think that this woman ever could have imagined that that video would actually lead to literal billboards mocking this man yeah. in New York City. But so that kind of brings us to the backlash to the backlash, mm -hmm. which is a segment we always eventually get to the backlash mm -hmm. to the backlash. 
everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to go to the butcher every day and get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's just not going to happen at this time of year Mm -mm. or any time of year. And that's why I go to Good Chop. Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook what you want. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin, and thick-cut bacon, just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. I loved the ribeye steak. Yeah. That was my favorite. I really can't say enough good stuff about Good Chop, you guys. We got our boxes, and I've been eating well. I know, and the steak, like... It was just such a good quality cut of steak that you can tell, like, it really didn't even need that much seasoning. Like, sometimes you have to over-season these cheap cuts of steak because they don't taste good, but... The marbling and everything was just so delicious and yummy. It yeah. was great. The bacon's really good too. Like thick, yeah. good. And you don't have nice to go to bacon. the grocery store with that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's genuinely really, really good. And unlike many other companies, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries. So you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the US. And it won't cost you a fortune. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Good Chop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. They're so confident in the quality of their cuts, they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. Love Good Chop or get your money back. Go to goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 and use code touchgrass120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code touchgrass120 at goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash touchgrass120, code touchgrass120. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So basically, this entire situation kind of sparks a conversation about whether or not it's like morally justifiable to take kind of a run of the mill douchebag guy and make him fame infamous on this type of a level. Mm-hmm. Um, so Taylor Lorenz, who's an internet culture reporter, she posted <laughs> <laughs> we know posted a TikTok saying uh, the media needs to like have a wake-up call in the way they cover online harassment and basically calls out there there were like a couple different brands who used this to sell yeah. stuff so like there was a brand called house beautiful that is a furniture brand Got that him. i guess was like roasting him and Corny. whatever 
Uh, Kate Lindsay from the Embedded Newsletter wrote, uh, I hope he feels genuine remorse and offers satisfactory apologies to the women he's hurt, but I don't know if 15 million other people need to be a part of it. So that's kind of the big thing. And then people start talking about how it reminds them of another guy who had gone viral just a couple months before. Do you remember Couch Guy? No. Okay, so Couch Guy was this video. A one, a, this girl posts a video of herself surprising her long-distance boyfriend. They're both in college. And the video is of her walking in the door and surprising him. And he's sitting on the couch, and he's sitting on a couch with, like, other girls. And he doesn't look... She has, like, like inspirational music under it. Like, she clearly thinks it's just a nice video. But to the outside world, he does not appear enthusiastic during the surprise. Mm-hmm. And the video goes crazy viral of people being like, um, one comment is like, red flag, he didn't get up and jump off the couch up and down, he he didn't get off the couch and jump up and down with excitement. And like, bro, if I was, if my dude was on a couch full of girls, I'm walking back out the door. So, and people are doing like body language analysis and like zooming in and being like, his hand is on this other girl's knee. And like, they're actually holding hands and people are being like, he's cheating. He's going, what up? And the video gets, crazy millions of views it's talked about on the daily show the view american eagle advertises a no effort couch guy halloween costume oh my god um it gets 64 million views and the hashtag couch guy gets like a billion views or uses i don't know how you like describe the reach of a hashtag so this couch guy's name is Robert McCoy, and I say that because he wrote an article called I'm the TikTok Couch Guy, and here's what it was like being investigated on the internet. And um, this is in Slate, and so I just want to, I'm going to read this little quote from it. It's like a little bit long, but I feel like it's worth hearing. While, couch, while the couch guy meme was lighthearted on its surface, it turned menacing as TikTok users obsessively invaded the lives of Lauren, that's his girlfriend who posted the video, our friends and me. People with no previous desire for internet fame, let alone infamy. Would-be sleuths conducted what Trevor Noah jokingly called the most intense forensic investigation since the Kennedy assassination. (laughs) During my tenure as couch guy, I was the subject of frame-by-frame body language analyses, armchair diagnosis of my psychopathy, comparisons to convicted murderers, and general discourse about my bad vibes. At the time, the investigation even transcended the digital world, For instance, when a resident in my apartment building posted a TikTok which accumulated 2.3 million views of himself slipping a note under my door (laughs) to request an interview, I did not respond. One viewer gleefully commented, even if this guy turned off notifications, he can't escape Couch Guy, a fact that that 37,600 users liked. Under another video in which hallmates of mine promised to confront Couch Guy once they reached a million views, they didn't, a comment suggested that they secretly see who's coming in, coming and going from his apartment. That received 17,800 likes. Mm. The New York Post reported on and perhaps encouraged such invasions of my privacy. In an article about the frenzy, fanatically trying to determine the identity of the mystery behind the meme, the, poach, the Post asked, Will the real couch guy please stand up? Meanwhile, as internet sleuths took to public online forums to sniff out my name, birthday, place of residence, and and the threat of doxing me loomed over my head. So this guy, what? Yeah, that's And it was literally, it's 
scary. Yeah. And to see, like, yeah, 17,000 people liking a comment that's like, you should go to his house and knock on his door and fucking find him. And put, yeah. and it's like, and all he did was... Not get up enthusiastically. Yeah, like, even if he was, even if every single one of those people was right and he was cheating on his girlfriend, that's no, that's not anybody's business. Yeah. You don't know these people. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And so he invoked yet another person, which this is the saddest, craziest one of all. Oh, my God. So there was this 34-year-old trans woman who's also a contractor um, who went viral. Her name is Sabrina Prater. And she went viral for posting a video of herself dancing in a basement while doing a renovation to Shania Twain's Any Man of Mine. And I couldn't find the video, but I will show you screenshots of it. So this is like a screenshot. From the video. The video gets 22 million views and it went from people basically saying that she has bad vibes. Like people thought the video was creepy to them because she's kind of dancing in this unfinished basement. People start literally accusing this woman of being a serial killer. She had posted another video with two women in the background and people started calling the police saying that she had kidnapped these women. They were her daughters. Oh my God. People start reporting her to the local police. There's a subreddit dedicated to finding her. TikTok starts get flagging her for like nudity and sexual content, even though she's not posting that. I mean, all of that seems just like it's just straight up transphobic stuff yeah. where people were like, that's creeping me out. And I'm like, maybe you should examine what's creeping you out yeah. about it. What's making you uncomfortable about this video? Also, like, if you don't, like, actually, by nature of TikTok, it's really easy to not view things you don't want anymore. It's so easy. You just swipe up and TikTok, the reason why the TikTok algorithm is so good is because it it knows what you don't like. Yeah. And then it won't, you won't see it again. It's not like Twitter where like it won't show you, it, it will keep showing you shit that makes you mad. Um, TikTok doesn't do that. I mean, TikTok, I mean, I don't know, but it does. I think it can, like, it, it shows you stuff that you Watch want to see and want and watch to see. So it does. I feel, yes, I feel like TikTok does know my shadow in that yeah. it knows that I want to see Karen videos, and those yeah. do make me mad. Those make I get you mad, mad Karen. But it shows you Karen videos, but you'll watch all of it. But you're not gonna. It's not gonna show you pro MAGA TikTok, which does exist. Yeah, like because that just makes you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, you're right. I'll every and also, once like, in a while. I'll I'm not going to find the Karen that, yeah. like, whatever. Well, I mean, I guess, so that kind of brings us to the the kind of overarching. The red button. Oh, the overarching. <laughs> um, Elise admittedly doesn't know how to use Android products, and that's okay. And, and I'm reading and, off of an Android tablet, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But honestly, I don't even really need the tablet at this point, because that just brings us to kind of the, our final thoughts here, which is like, what do we think about, I guess, TikTok sleuthing in general? Well, I feel like it's kind of a slippery slope. And, it, it you know, there's all, this, there's all these things like, again, you know, something that I see that has become a pattern is like, there will be a lady who calls someone a racial slur at something and then people will find her job and like get her fired or whatever you know um and then they'll or there'll be a picture like a thing of like a lady kicking people out of a you know like an offense and Mm -hmm. then tiktok people will like sleuth 
to try to solve the crime, which in in some ways is like nice and like kind of vigilanteism. Yeah. But then it's a slippery slope of like, well, to some people, to some people, Tino's trying to jump on Elisa's lap. Sorry. Sorry, Tino. Sorry, Tino. You can't. We're, my, we're in the, your your mother is in the middle of a thought, Tino. Stop, Tino. Um, but the thing is, and this is why you can't do shit like that, is because what is a crime to me is not a crime to other, you know? So it's like, I think somebody calling some, like, damaging um, their vendor cart because they're Mexican or saying a racial slur to a girl trying to go to a pool. I think that's wrong. Yeah. But in that same breath, somebody, and that is wrong legally. Like those are hate crimes. Yeah. But there are crazy people who think that just being trans and dancing is wrong or being trans and being a parent is wrong. And then those people, and then that's why it's like a slippery slope of like, should we be engaging in this kind of vigilanteism? I know, and it is tough because the levers of power don't always work in a just way. And so I do feel like one of the things the internet offers is a way for people to, like, take matters into their own hands and get justice for X, Y, Z or whatever, where, like, there aren't official levers to do so. And sometimes that is generally good. Yeah. But it feels like it's also, the image that keeps coming into mind is, like, someone who's holding, like, a big, crazy axe. And it's, like, sometimes you can bring it down and you'll kill the right person with that big, crazy axe and good for you. But sometimes it's so heavy and unwieldy that you'll end up, like, swooping it around and, like, like your your aim is not always perfect with it, I guess, in my big, crazy axe analogy. And it's just tough when you're talking about, like, not things that are almost universally considered like saying a racial slur universe like damage again like racist actions mm-hmm. sexist actions like jo- doing real harm to people like when you're actually just talking about other ways of being a shitty person it's hard to say like should someone who's just kind of a serial dater who's shitty be subjected to the wrath of the world no i, I mean i don't think so but i feel like the intention, he's the least sympathetic out of all of them, West Elm Caleb is, yeah. although I don't believe that he needed to, like, he, any of that was necessary of, like, the bigger crowd. It's also this thing of, like, you know, the anonymity of online dating, and, like, that is another factor of being online, is that because, you know online dating like the good parts about it is that you get to meet people outside of your network and stuff like the flip side of it is that people don't treat these like people don't treat people like human beings or like there are no consequences to acting with disrespect or callously against these people that you interact online because to you they're not a human being who has a full life you don't know their sister you don't know their parents you don't know they are just a girl that you fucked on tuesday and you're fucking three more girls before sunday so it's like in that way it's like what people wanted to use this for was to be like hey this has consequences or it's gonna come back and get you totally but then again involving the whole world where it's like before it's kind of a flip. It's like without the internet, Caleb wouldn't have 
interacted or got with so many like everyone would kind of know in his community and in a small town or whatever maybe that he was doing all of this and he wouldn't get access you know i think that you could have been a serial dater before online dating but it was it took a lot more effort and you're yeah. not going to get through as many numbers but because of that on the flip side now you have more people that are like left kind of in limbo and they want to like so it's kind of like yeah, and so they're going online to to talk about it. So it's just kind of like Yeah, it's two I, sides of the same coin. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like the reason West Elm Caleb went so viral is because one, I think that people were like, Oh, how crazy is it that all these women found each other? There was that factor. And then I think an even bigger part of it is like so many people in who have done online dating have been treated in one of the, in, in Caleb's list of crimes. Like, so many people have experienced at least one of those. In or have own. done one of them, or too. Or have done them. And so it's, like, they, this was, he became the poster child for, like, finally getting one of these guys back. Yeah. And do I think that that's fair? And his, like, what he did warranted, like, truly international infamy, being doxxed, all that stuff? No. No, no, but... When you're an asshole to people, you do run the risk in mm -hmm. these modern times of becoming the poster child for being an asshole to people. Well, and if you treated people with respect and kindness, and even like there is nothing wrong with serial dating, and there is nothing wrong with fucking multiple people. But the thing is, which is, I guess, like the whole point, and it, it, it's like, if Caleb was, like, up front, he's like, hey, so you know I'm, like, dating a bunch of people right now, and I'm, like, kind of out there, and I'm sleeping with them, like, and then he's probably not going to get as many girls, because, to you know, to me, it's one thing of, like, and there are people that are looking, like, yeah, I'm not either, just got a divorce, or just yeah. got this, or, yeah, I'm I'm just figuring it out, too, and you do your thing, I do my thing, that's fine, there are people like that. But, like you said, there's a lot more people out here who are like, I actually, like, want to find a connection. Yeah, I want something, again, I'm looking for there to be a second date. I'd like yeah. there to be a third date. Whether that... Whether it's, like, you know, per, uh, whatever or not, like, that's fine. But it's, like, if I hear that a guy is... To me, when I'm on a dating app and, you know, it's like, hey, what's up? What's up? You want to go out for drinks later? It's like, this guy's asking everyone out for drinks. Yeah. Like, I'm not special. And that's fine. But it's also like, yeah, well, I'm not going to waste my time. Like, my time is, like, but it's like, if you're honest with that, that really alters what you're going to get. And, like, the number. Like, the number dwells. If you're honest with what you want, me, I can fucking find three guys to fuck tomorrow. Like, you know, honestly. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm honest and I'm like, I'm actually looking for something serious or I'm actually looking for this specific thing. The numbers go down because, I, you know, they're not wanting that. Yeah. So, and I have to accept that. But I think that the thing is, or the, the, the thing is, is the trickery is the thing. It's like, I'm going to ride this rider. I'm going to pretend or I'm going to. I'm going to tell you I made you this Spotify playlist. So that you can continue and I can keep all of my options open. But really, you're just my Tuesday girl. Which was 
to go back to the original TikTok, that was really the point of her original TikTok, is a guy who's like, wow, I really liked you. It was great. We, I had a great time. And then you're like, let's go out again. And they just disappear, which was, that's, we get right, we've gotten back now to his original crime, which was that. And you know, the thing about consequences and karma is like sometimes it's not one for one or this and that. And I, that's, this is just something I've noticed, but it's a thing of like, when people don't face consequences right away, they get so emboldened and get so cocky and arrogant and feel like they're untouchable or unreachable that the crimes get more and more egregious that when it all comes out, it's just like, there's no way. Where if he did that to one girl, whatever, like, and she posted it, if, she, if it was Caleb or like a Michael, and no one no one knew who this guy was. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry for you. Okay, whatever, move on. But he had gotten so emboldened, so whatever, that it, fucking 50 girls were like, I know this guy. You know what I mean? And that's his own sh that's his own karma and that's his own shit because it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing is that we live in a world where like you can become the poster child for some shit at any time. And if you're not nice to people, you know, you could go mega viral in a bad way. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that that's necessarily fair or that the response is always fitting the behavior. Like, I, to be the subject of, like, a billion view hashtag, yeah. that's rough. That, that yeah. sucks. And to have people showing up at your house. And whatever. I do wonder, like, I wonder if he still, if he online dates now. Well, that's a good question. Or, like, I, I like, would love to know what's, he's, what's going on with him now. Then let me say, for the first time on the pod, West Elm Caleb, if you are listening. Open invitation. Open invitation. We will, we'll disguise your voice. Yes. We'll do, we'll do moi you. Yeah. We'll disguise your voice, but we would love to talk to you about what your life has been like. And we will be fair to you. Yeah. We will be fair to you. Yeah. We'll treat you with the respect you didn't treat those women. Well, I mean, okay. We, I don't know if we're going to. I'm like. I don't know if he's yeah, coming on the bus. Yeah, I don't know if he's coming on the bus. We, whatever. But. Caleb, yeah. we will take you down. <laughs> this is a challenge. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I. Or if anyone knows Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> like, We've recorded be. three times and I always. I, I extend open invitations. I know. Time. We're Pinky Doll, Caleb. I forgot who the other one was. I don't... Rachel Zegler. Rachel, Rachel Zegler, <laughs> if you want to come on the pod. After you're done with your Hunger Games promo. Yeah, now that it's actually coming out. Um, but yeah, I feel like that takes us to the end of this, our very first... Search history. Search history. And just as a reminder, search history is going to be Patreon-exclusive content from here on out. We'll be doing two of these a month. I'll do one. Millie will do one. Mm -hmm. If you sign up at the $10 level, you'll get both of them. If mm -hmm. you sign up at the 5 you're going to get one of them. Mm -hmm. So just another reason to sign up for our Patreon. Follow us on all the little apps at yeah. Go Touch Grass Pod. Mm -hmm. And uh, until next time, Go, go Touch Grass! grass! <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>